production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. I scream, you scream, we all scream for broadband. That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with Pioneer, and I'm joined on this episode by Stuart Gregory, who is the Director of Business Development at Bullock Solutions, and Carrie Bins, who is the Sales and Marketing Coordinator at Bullock Solutions. Hey, Stuart. Hey, Carrie. Thanks for joining me. Hey, how are you? So uh, I'm excited to do this one. We talked, Stuart and I talked back at the NTCA Marketing and Sales Conference in Austin about this ice cream truck that uh, Bullock is rolling out. And Stuart and Carrie were nice enough to take some time to talk a little bit more uh, about what all they've got going on. It's exciting. It's a good summertime podcast. Summertime is a great time to roll out an ice cream truck. So, but I guess first, let's let's just start kind of uh, uh, big picture what uh, what have you guys got going on uh, with the with the ice cream truck there in South Georgia? Yeah, so um, we you know took a, a van uh, that nobody wanted to drive anymore, and the uh, accounting department said we couldn't trade in, um, and repurposed it and uh, made an ice cream truck out of it. So we did a real fun like vehicle wrap. Um, Carrie uh, got some. Uh, outdoor uh, waterproof speakers installed in the undercarriage um, so that we can Bluetooth and play, you know, ice cream music. And uh, we've got a chest freezer, solar generator, solar panel, um, and we drive it around uh, to community engagement events and just hand out ice cream that has nothing to do with broadband, but everybody loves ice cream. And uh, it's been wildly successful. I've been to South Georgia in the summertime, and I know uh, ice cream is <laughs> about all you could do sometimes to try to cool <laughs> off. So The heat index was 104 last week when we were at our final uh, community concert, our free concert series we sponsored this summer and, and passed out ice cream. I think we went around probably 10 rounds mm-hmm. around the parking lot to make sure everybody in the crowd was hydrated with their ice pumps. Yes, yeah. That's awesome. So, so tell us a little bit about a little bit about the van. So, this was a van that you guys had, kind of you had 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 in inventory. You all had been using it as part of the fleet, and then yeah. the vehicle wrap. So, it's branded all over the place with, um, you know, with Bullock Solutions logo and everything. It's kind of look of it and ice cream sprinkles and all that kind of fun stuff. There is a uh, uh, a Bullock B, our kind of icon favicon. Uh, looks like an ice cream sandwich on it. Um, there's a cup of soft serve with our logo on the bottom of it. It's just kind of a collage thing. Uh, yeah, and it's a Ford Transit uh, full size um, that uh, we use as a mobile fiber splice, um, you know, uh, instead of having a trailer. And we ended up getting a real fancy fiber splice trailer with air conditioning. And so uh, we tried to pawn it off on the IT department. They didn't want it because it rattled too much. Um, (laughs) And so we were left with this van that needed a purpose. And uh, Carrie and I, uh, as we do, um, try to find super ridiculous ways to make a statement. And... uh, we were kind of brainstorming. We're, we're traditional whiteboard brainstorming folks. And um, we were just beating around the bush one day and started looking at like Facebook Marketplace, I think, mm-hmm. at food trucks and, and other things. And then we kind of connected the dots to like, well, we've got this van. 
why don't we make an ice cream truck? And um, I called the uh, manager uh, who is in charge of, of vehicles. And I said, hey, can I turn this van into an ice cream truck? And he said, yes. Uh, so then I took it to our GM and he looked at me like I had something foreign thrown out of my forehead, okay. uh, but didn't say no. Didn't say no. <laughs> um, and then we just kind of ran with it. Um, and so Carrie coordinated getting the design and, and uh, to talk about the inspiration for that. So it was actually really fun. I actually have a picture. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. This is a sticker we just did. Here, I can zoom in. There's a little bit. That's just a die cut sticker I just did for our new store. Um, but it is, it's got sprinkles on top. So in the back, we've adopted the phrase, um, fiberhood for, for bullet solution. So we use that phrasing a lot. Um, and at the very back, and I wish I had a picture of it, it says everything's sweeter in the fiberhood. That was one of my genius ideas. I will take credit oh, for that. That's a good one. Yeah. That's um, good stuff. So when you drive away, right, there's the messaging. So we didn't want it to look, um, it's got a little bit of feature of our, uh, it, uh, the broadband piece, right? But the most part, for the most part, it's really vibrant and really fun. There's even a waffle cone front on there. Um, so the as there should be, yeah. Right? I, I'm a waffle cone guy myself. If we're Me if too, we're going to talk right? ice cream for a second, uh, the opportunity for this has grown um, exponentially. So we thought that it would just be um, let's let's take it to a cul-de-sac in a neighborhood. Um, where we may have a lower take rate and we want to see, you know, if we can switch these guys over. Um, and it, then it turned into a community engagement piece, which was huge. We actually took it and I want to, I want to touch on a couple of these points because, um, we didn't know the good that it would do in the community. And we partner with the literacy council a lot, um, in community engagement. Like Stuart said, a $2,000 billboard doesn't mean as much to us as, as being in the public and making connections with people in the community. And we actually took it to a food drop a couple weeks ago where they, uh, donate boxes of, you know, nutritious food for the children in the summer. And we took juice pops out and parked with the literacy, um, truck like the the Ooh, yeah. bus yeah. and so we partnered with other people who have fun buses also um which has been really great and uh, we did a, a dairy fest a couple weeks ago too um Makes so sense. it was all about dairy education so we we came out there and handed out stickers and ice cream and so it's turned into to more than just um let's go to a neighborhood and pass out ice cream it's been more of a community piece which has been really valuable yeah. A, a lot of the times when we're doing the podcasts on, on some kind of campaign or something, I, I ask how, how well it's gone over, how it's been received. I don't think, I don't, I don't think we even need to talk about that because obviously it's, it's free yeah. ice cream. People are going to love it. Uh, one of the things that, that I, I, I was going to ask, because this makes particular sense for you guys um, because of um, you know, the, the rebrand a couple years ago, but then also you guys are moving into a lot of Celex um, or a lot of Celex areas that are more um, suburban kind of than, than your traditional cooperative um, footprint. Talk to us a little bit about that, how the, the brand has evolved and then how, how the audience and, uh, and subscriber base has, has evolved a little bit too and why this fits. Yeah. Um, so we went, um, you know, uh, we were founded, chartered in 1951, um, you know, traditional telco co-op, and um, I want to say probably in the late uh, 20 aughts into the early uh, 20 teens, um, you know, we 
we were seeing a change in the number of devices on network. Sure, absolutely. And the expectation from the customers and from the members specifically um, was, well, I'm paying you $69 a month and it's your fault and problem that my Alexa doesn't work or my print, my network Wi-Fi printer is not working or whatever the example could be. And um, our network um, is um, 100% fiber and has been since 2011. Um, and so we knew from a network got it done early. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got it done early. Yeah, we were first in Georgia to be 100% fiber overbuild. Um, first in Georgia, gig certified. Um, right now, uh, we have XGS uh, Pond deployed uh, 100% across the network and can produce 10 gig residential. Uh, we just certified uh, some Wi-Fi speed tests uh, on Android cell phones. Uh, iPhones don't have the antenna for it, uh, but Androids do, and I happen to have Android phones. Um, uh, uh, we were able to produce uh, and certify a two and a half gig speed test on Wi-Fi 6E on a wow. Pixel 7 Pro and a Galaxy 21 Ultra. Good for y'all. Yeah. So, and that's network wide. So right now uh, we can say legitimately that we have the fastest residential network in the world. Um, and, and so that's really cool. Um, and so we know on the technology side that, you know, everything's as good as it's ever going to get but the customers were still having problems. And, you know, from the, the traditional strategy and, and focus for a long time was, you know, we stop at the ONT and, and that's where we stop and everything that happens inside the house is yours. And the expectation was not that from the customer side and, and good co-op, you know, altruistic fashion, the, the telco hired my company, um, uh, Capstone Technology Solutions to help kind of troubleshoot some of the Wi-Fi challenges and device challenges that they were having um, on the customer side. Um, and then that led to a greater conversation about a merger. Um, and uh, and that's where the Bullock Telephone Cooperative became Bullock Solutions was to really kind of solidify the ownership of the expectation from our members. And so we've really kind of hit the ground running with that. And, and now we um, will literally help sell, install, source um, any, any network connected device in the home. Um, we're, you know, low voltage unrestricted now. So, you know, alarm systems, camera systems, smart home technology, mountain hang TVs, audio visual, whole home stereo, um, video doorbell. I mean, literally wow. any network device um and it's not a profit center it's um if the customer's buying this stuff anyway but they're only going to get 10 or 20 or 30 percent of the benefit of the device because it's a self-install a diy but they're not going to understand why it's not working or why this wire means this on the thermostat even though there's you know good instructions and all that we're we're just saying hey we'll help you um and for us, obviously, the more devices on network, the more internet they buy, the more internet they buy, you know, the better for us. Um, and so it's kind of been, a, you know, a change in the the idea that we stop it at the ONT. Um, and, and now we're all the way inside the home. And so that really kind of represented 
one person to yell at, one check to write. Um, we do everything people think IT guys do. Okay. Um, because you know, that's a thing, right? And, and that's a trend that's happening. Oh, you're an IT guy can fix my 70 volt stereo system, or you're an IT guy, build me a website or, yeah. you know, any of that kind of stuff. And, um, but so we do all those things and, and to try and help support the customers. And, and so that's led the bullet solutions brand ha, ha, was supposed to be the antithesis of the bullet telephone brand. Um, you know, our lobby looked like it was from a bank you know, with bank tellers and, and very traditional uniforms and all that kind of stuff. And, and I started turning all that upside down when I started, um, when, when I came on board and then Carrie has really helped me kind of spread that throughout the rest of the company. Um, we have a general store in our lobby, uh, that Carrie did all the branding and merchandising and retail, uh, layout for, um, just opened up last week. Yeah. Really fun. So it uh, just really short. It it was used to facilitate the, the transition from cable to streaming. So we're ending end of life cables at the end of the year. And we have 1,800 people who are freaking out a little bit. So we yeah. decided to come up with a solution in-house, in person, so they could get their hands on all these devices. And we can program everything start to finish for them. We have cash and carry Roku pieces. Um, and then they realized really that they're half of them are already streaming anyway. They just didn't know it. Or um, we can make that transition a little bit easier uh, with that. And then we've got some really cool straw hats and socks, you know, more sure. stickers because we love stickers. Yeah. Sure. And, Everybody loves you know, stickers. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's really an interesting thing is because like when we were talking about doing this, the general store was like, yeah, we can do streaming products, um, but that's there's, there's not enough variation of streaming products that we can be distributors for. So then it was like, oh, well, then we're going to do a bunch of like really silly T-shirts. Um, and so we like did a knockoff of, of the Patagonia logo and it says it happens like I period T period happens across the uh, bottom. OK, but the 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 Patagonia logo looks like soft serve frozen yogurt. So there's kind of like Ooh, an innuendo cool. inference of like, you know, something happens. Um, right. Right. Uh, and right. uh, and that's been a hit right. of a of a shirt. People love I'm that sure. shirt. Yeah, we, she just designed an awesome one, uh, not your mama's internet, um, and it's kind of a retro like concert style, like seventies oh, yeah. concert T shirt. And it's not your mama's internet, uh, and then the. Top Nerdy to me is a new one. It's got a little tape uh, on the glasses, and they're really fun. Um, but but the cool thing about this is that we have to think. Like the ice cream van, we've got to think about what we're going to use this for in the future. So right now, the intended purpose of the Fiberhood General Store is, A, to not intimidate anybody. Stuart was like, what do you want it to look like? And I was like, a cross between like a Cracker Barrel and an Apple Store. Can we do that? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's sort of what it is. So it's not, yeah. it doesn't scare our um, cooperative member who lives out in the cotton field, right? But it also doesn't. Um, it's, you know, as exciting as it can be with neon signs and things for our college kids who are coming in and want their phone repaired, whatever it is that they yeah. need. Um, but now it serves this purpose. Later on, it can serve a purpose for the smart home and for um, different devices that we want to promote. So it's really I'm hoping it will evolve through the years to be um, whatever we need it to be at that moment to to help uh, transition our customers into the future with with IT and tech. So. 
Yeah, and that's that's really important. I know you guys, the demographics of Georgia Southern University right there, obviously a big, um, a great big college there. With So you got those kids coming through. So you guys have um, some kind of unique challenges there. I had other questions to ask about, specifically about the van, but but while we're here with these other ideas, sure. whether it's kind of a kind of an edgy shirt, um, a little bit for especially for a lot of seventy year old telephone co ops, or yeah. an ice cream van or a general store, um, let's talk a little bit because there may be people listening who say that's a really cool idea. My yeah. board would never go for it, or my managers would never go for it. Sure. How, do, how sure. do you feel like you guys have have? have gotten buy-in and um or do they know about it is this going to be a surprise if they listen to this podcast what all you guys are doing how have you guys got bought in to make it happen they walked through our board members walked through after i opened last week and and the thing is and i have a retail background so this is why i was able to we we talked about this three years ago when right. they interviewed me the first time um was it hey carrie you've got this this retail background we want you to be able to like to do this for us and so it's finally come to fruition but the cool thing is it's like Product assortment really mattered, and I know this seems like something silly because this, we're not we're not opening a store to sell products for a broad and search. We're like we're not a t-shirt store, but the the items that we put in there were very carefully chosen um, because we knew that the college kid wears that straw hat to the festival, but my board member also wears it to cut the grass. Does that make sense? So like carefully chosen dress socks that are branded, but also Stuart wears them with his sneakers. Like every piece in there was very intentional. We have these pairing knives and this is just an idea for people who are thinking about doing it. We started these pairing knives a million years ago to give away an annual meeting, right? And there are a lot of pairing knives. People love these things. We've been doing them like 15 years now. Yeah. And everybody's always asking for it's these like pairing knives. $2, $3 knife. Right. It comes in a little clear tube. They love them. Right. People are asking about the knives everywhere you go. And if they don't get their knife, you know, so we like to get oh, yeah. them. So we sell the knives, but then I did like a branded cutting board beside it. So everything was like accessible and not scary, but then there's your Roku remote. So like you need that also, you know what I mean? So, right. And so taking all of that and then when, when we pitch the cohesiveness of these things and the intentionality of these things. When when I go to my GM and 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 inherently the board, um, it's you know the first crazy idea, like I had to sell. Um, so and that was the very unique design of our new office. So I got uh, I'm. Oh, that was your first one, huh? Yeah, that swinging, was my swinging first. for the fences right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, if I, it, I was either going to be successful or I was going to get fired. Um, and <laughs> and fortunately, uh, I got real lucky and it went and it turned out well. Um, and but we wanted a building that uh, was the antithesis of Bullock County Rural Telephone Cooperative, and we went there. I mean, all the way. Um, and so the, every time I've gone back to to pitch the next thing. You know, it's this our, our whole strategy is to find our people where they are and our board is beginning to understand and, and very supportive that and, and understanding that the world is changing. Um, this is not your mama's Internet anymore. Like that is a like it's a funny thing to say, but it's also what's happening um, you know, three to five devices on the network, you know, 25 meg speeds, you, you know, that's in the past. I'm, I've got 10 gig at my house right now. Now, do I need 10 gig? Absolutely not. Um, do I need more than 300? Probably not. 
but this is where the world is heading. This is where the technology is heading. And, and so having a little disruptiveness in our strategy um, is, has been part of the sales pitch to our board and it's been successful. Um, you know, we've grown significantly in customer base. We've grown significantly, significantly in brand recognition and community engagement. And um, there, it's, it's almost impossible now to say that people, the people in our community across all the different socioeconomic um, groups that there are don't know who we are and what we're doing. Uh, and, and that and that speaks to, you know, them letting us do like ice cream trucks. And I have a 500 square foot smart home in our lobby, like with hardy board siding and a eave and a glass front door. And there's a living room, a little kitchen, a bathroom and a bedroom. And, you know, there's Roku and Sonos and Alarm.com and Ring and, and a Samsung refrigerator with a camera inside of it so that you can see if you've got milk in the fridge and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and so, you know, at this point, I don't, we're not even asking for buy-in. They're just waiting for the next ridiculous thing for us to pitch. Wow. That's awesome. And there's a lot to, a lot to unpack, um, right there, but I really like the idea of just meeting people where they are. Um, because you know, like, like you guys are saying, sometimes if you have flipped channels, um, the same way for 30 years, switch into Mm -hmm. a different, you know, it's scary or the idea of, uh, talk it through a smart refrigerator, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's awesome to, to have it there right. on the flip side, on the flip side of that. Um, and we, we did a, a podcast episode not too long ago about knowing when to say no. Um, but it, it you know, it strikes me when you've got an ice cream truck, everybody's going to want that at their event. I know you guys said you've taken it to a lot of events. Um, have you guys developed any criteria, whether it's specifically for the ice cream truck on where to take it or, um, or on any of the other um, different areas where you where you've gone, you know, to know, okay, this is where we need to be, but with limited staff and and whatever, um, we can't do everything. How do you how do you decide which what to pursue and what not to? So the great thing is, I haven't had to pursue anything. They I love that they come to me, which is great, and we get to pick and choose. But really, we haven't chosen. We've chosen them all. When I uh, got hired, Stuart said, "All right, I want us to be everywhere," and I said, "Done." Um, mm. And that's what we do. Like we, and, and it's been a natural progression of like, okay, this we'll just take it along to transport things. So we do a um, past chairs golf tournament for the Chamber of Commerce every year. And the natural progression of things was just to bring it with us. And it was on Cinco de Mayo. So we did some, you know, Mexican ice cream things, you know, mango fruit flavor things. So it's like we can adapt to each one. So um, the budget has not, you know, we've kept it pretty, pretty slim. But we were just talking right before you called um, about how to come up with a solution that works for a bigger festival because we've got that. So that's what we're brainstorming on now is this peanut festival is a two day festival, tons of people. How can we bring that same experience to people um, and get exposure without like, you know, we've got, fortunately, we've got some staff. We've got a ton of staff here that's super engaged too. So they love to volunteer at these things. We haven't really had to work too hard to get volunteers to help. Um, We did recently sponsor um, a four-part concert series downtown and we had different people there every week too, or, you know, and we did four separate concerts all summer and, um, 
that was really, it's a lot of fun. And, and that says a lot about the company culture here too, but just the environment that we get to work in that people don't mind hanging out with each other and doing, you know, doing good for the community outside of work too. Yeah. Um, so the staffing hasn't been an issue. And as far as like regulatory pieces, we haven't run into any sort of like FDA regulations or no. anything crazy. The one thing I will say, and if anybody's listening that wants to do this, um, you know, the fine line between we're going to give this away and we're going to come and set up as a vendor and sell. Like I've had to, I've, I've drawn that line in the sand and I don't want to cross it. Like I want this to continue to be a community outreach piece. So I don't want to become a vendor of ice cream. That's not what we do. Like it's more about spreading uh, goodwill and having a, having a good time and, and that kind of thing. So, um, but a lot of times when you go to sign up for these, in, you know, community engagement sponsorships and festivals, they have clear lines like, oh, well, you can't come and set up anything unless you're a vendor. So those little um, bits have been just a phone call from the coordinator. And I've said, hey, we've got this one to get away. Sure. Come on. We've got a space for you. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's just and I will say this, too. There are a lot of people that work, you know, in my position for um, BSPs and, you know, community engagement and sponsorships is sometimes is a designated full time position. Yeah. Um, I, I love what I do and I love that piece, but it's only as big as you make it. And um, the sky's the limit with how much the community wants us to participate. And so um, Stuart lets me know if I'm doing too much, though. Mm -hmm. And he says, yeah, slow yeah. down. So yeah. go home. Right. Or go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we did like we pulled a 14 hour day last week yeah. uh, for the concert. So yeah, but that was cool. You know, it's fun. Yeah. I had two two last questions for you, and, and one of them um touches on what, what you just mentioned. Um internal communication. Cause you know, we talked about getting buy-in from the board and the management, but mm -hmm. you know, it's also important um at a at a co-op to get buy-in from the other the other staff, you know, because we know that, um, you know, the, the, the staff that you guys have there, they're not just interacting with customers and members on a, uh, at work, they're talking to them at the baseball field or at the concert or at church or the grocery store. And if they don't buy into the idea of we got, yeah, we're wasting money on an ice cream truck or whatever, um, sure. then that, that works against you. How have you got, sure. have there been any, any secrets do you think that, um, in terms of that internal communication or kind of getting them on board to say, yeah, we're, you know, I've worked here 20 years. It's different now. And I'm good with that because that doesn't happen everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there has been some, um, hesitancy, um, sure. To the change in the culture. Um, the awesome part is that the, uh, change in the culture has been very, very supported from the top heading down. Um, and then my approach um, to getting employee buy-in is, is the same with the customers as I meet them where they're at. So like I go on installs, I go hang out over at the end. So we have two buildings. We have our admin in, in front of the house and then we have a completely separate building where engineering and construction, all of our field guys, warehouse, all that stuff is. And I go over there often. Um, I take them breakfast and give them like 30 minute updates on like, hey, or here's this new thing that we're doing or, hey, this is coming out. So you're aware. Um, and I really meet them where I really do try and meet them where they're at. Um, and some of them, you know, wish we wouldn't do all that stuff. I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, but most of them see 
um, the waves of positivity that have now percolated and are still rippling back from um, all that we're doing out in, in the community. And, and that's been huge. Um, so, you know, like our customer satisfaction and customer awareness has probably 10x in the past three years. Wow. Um, like, because wow. before January 2020, we didn't do any of this stuff. Right. Like, literally any of it. Um, we spent probably half a percent of revenue on, you know, marketing and community engagement, um, like some social media posts here and there and, and you know, uh, a decent website. Um, but, you know, companies of our size, theoretically, B2B, B2C, you're going to spend between five and seven, seven and a half percent on marketing, community engagement, advertising. Um, and even with all that we're doing, because we've been good stewards of the money of the co-op and we're finding effective ways to, to execute these things, we're still less than 2% of revenue um, in our spend. And that's not only all the stuff that we've talked about, but we sponsor every football team, baseball right. team, little league, you know, summer camp. Um, we were buying band uniforms for, you know, like we, we, like we do all of that stuff too. Um, and but we're good stewards of the money. So when we say yes to a lot of this stuff, um, I, I started looking at it, it's like, well, yeah, I could be the platinum sponsor, but I can only do five of these. But I could be the silver sponsor and I could do 30 of them. Right. Um, and 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 that helps. Um, and, and so trying to be a good steward of the money in that sense um, has really trickles and circles all the way back down because when an employee has a cause that they want to champion because they're directly affected by, you know, breast cancer awareness month or autism awareness month or sure. something like that, we can then help and get behind that as well. And that helps with the morale and, and the buy-in because they think I'm crazy. They think we're right. That never changes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but they also like, like my, uh, my enthusiasm for this is not manufactured. I could tell. Yeah. Um, and, and I really, really do. Um, I'm inspired. I'm excited. The buzz is had in solving these problems and figuring out ways to make people's lives easier with technology. Um, and, and whether or not they buy it from us is irrelevant. They need to connect it. And, 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 you know, at the end of the day, that's where the bread and butter is. If they get it from us, awesome. And if they don't, no big deal. But, um, we really, and, and the bulk of the people that work here have similar enthusiasm uh, about doing this. Um, you know, this isn't a nine to five uh, for yeah. almost everyone here, um, which is super, super rare. Um, yeah. I know in the co-op space, it's the old model, you know, work there 30, 35 years, you know, get your retirement and go home. And um, But even then, like we have people that have been here 25 years that come to the concert series and volunteer because they want to be a part of it. And um, and so great. that helps, that helps with the uh, employee buy-in, but they do think we're lunatics. Um, but, Even though they love us. And that's <laughs> right. okay. Yeah. But, they, but when they want a straw hat because they're splicing fiber, uh, you know, out in the field, hey, we got straw hats now. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good to hear. But the last question I have, and, and I'd like to hear, you know, uh, you know, from, from Carrie and from Stuart on, uh, on this one, but you know, whether it is an ice cream truck specifically or whether it is, you know, redoing the the, the front of the building, uh, whatever big idea somebody has, 
what advice would you give them if it's somebody at, at another co-op who's who's sitting there with some of these ideas and would love to make them happen? Um, what advice would you have for them on on kind of getting that ball rolling? Go ahead, Karen. Okay. Um, well, I was going to say you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel of a marketing plan for it to be successful. So you do you remember in the beginning when you said, oh, yeah, I, wanna, I don't even know if you were recording us then. You started asking questions about so here's your strategy. I just really want to hear about the details of your strategy. And we started laughing because we know what we want to accomplish, but it doesn't take all of them. I mean, and I think it's important to plan and think about finances and things like that. But, sure. but I think you take the piece of that. And sometimes marketing professionals have a hard time, um, you know, not, not planning all these things out. You just kind of have good intentions. You know what you need to accomplish. You've got a budget and you've got this. And then sure. you really just, throw throw it on the wall and see what sticks um mm -hmm. and and that's that's proof with the with the ice cream van too because of, while we still want to use it for its original intent and purpose this summer it has become something greater than we ever thought it would be mm -hmm. because we were open to ideas from the community and trying things out and so i think maybe don't be scared of of, of trying things that that maybe um nobody's ever done because right. if you fail, just try something else. Yeah, you know? yeah that's right. my marketing strategy always. Yeah, so. to convert that transit, just to give a perspective, with the vehicle wrap, the solar generator, the chest freezer, the speakers, um, we, you know, we already had the band and it had already been depreciated. Um, sure. uh, we're in it like six grand. I think Not about bad. the impact. Yeah, think about the impact right. to the brand. Yeah. Right, yeah, six grand. And 4,000 of that was a vehicle wrap. Um, because sure. the it's I mean, a that's, big thing. that's three months of a billboard, you know. Right. That's what I'm thinking too. Three months of a billboard. Yeah. Um. And and so when we're not using it, it's parked up front, and you know people drive by it, and you know, uh, and then you know we opened uh, this our new office up to the community and certain community organizations, non political organizations, obviously like the United Way and Chamber of Commerce and that kind of stuff. We host meetings for free in our office because we want people to come in and see the general store and the smart home and the ice cream truck and um, and and kind of, you know, get, get feedback from them. Um, and and to kind of answer the question and, and to kind of build on what Carrie was talking about, um, you can do really cool stuff with very, very little. Um, you know, if if the hardest thing is buying merchandise or, or branded materials and all that kind of stuff, there's a, a million websites out there where you can find really cool stuff that's inexpensive. Like we, I, I laughed when she presented this to me. We have a, it's called a tech taco. Um, and it's like this little foldy taco bit Same with a, the button clip and it's a wire it's a cable management thing okay um but it's like burlap or canvas and it's got our logo on it and it's completely ridiculous but it's really really inexpensive and you know like if you're going to do swag bags for customer retention for your business customers or you're going to be dropping off swag bags for a golf tournament for them to give out for the you know the winners and all that kind of stuff you could throw seven dollars worth of stuff into 50 bags um, and, you know, make a huge impact um, uh, with seven bucks. Um, and, and, you know, and if it works and there's return, then do it again. 
and then do it right. again, and then do it again, <laughs> and then you know, eat, like I mean, it's like that. Um, right, and and so, um, and then if it doesn't work, pivot and go do something else. Um, we we weren't sure that any of this was going to work, and we still tried the traditional stuff. We did eleven hundred political size direct mail flyers three months ago, set up a separate URL, set up a separate phone number because we wanted to be able to track it directly. Sure. Zero came back. Yeah, that's what my face looked like. Right. And it was in the like the middle middle demographic. Like the mid like the middle middle. Okay. So you Zero segmented, came. you got a pretty good yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And we've got software that tells us like this person's likely to drive a Ram and eat parties. Um, and so we like <laughs> drilled down into that, right? Um, and and that tells us that traditional marketing doesn't work for us. Um, it doesn't. The humor works. Don't be scared. Also, don't be scared to try humor. And you know, not your mama's internet is is silly, but it works. The ice cream truck is silly, but it works. You know, and people are intrigued by humor. Yeah. Uh, so I think that too. You know what I mean? Those kind of things. And I've seen other talkers do it too. They do it great. So yeah. they do great jobs. That's awesome. That's there's a lot to unpack through all that. I hope folks uh, will will listen through that and and take some ideas and and kind of uh, you know jump out there, try something uh, new like y'all are doing. So thanks for sharing sure. those ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having us. She is Carrie Benz, Sales and Marketing Coordinator at Bullock Solutions. He is Stuart Gregory, Director of Business Development uh, at Bullock Solutions. I'm your host Andy Johns with Pioneer. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio. 